Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Second Brain Podcast. This is Dr. Anderson and... And Rosie. Rosie. And remember what, Rosie? Two brains are better than one. Always remember that. That's really, really <laughs> important. Today, fun subject. We're going to talk about something we've been hearing a lot about and reading a lot about, mm -hmm. um, something I've known for a while. It's called cellular memory. Now, what is cellular memory? Um, one of the places everybody knows, Rosie, to talk to us, we, we remember things in the brain, right? That's pretty our obvious, memory. right? Yeah. Our memory, our memory. We remember that. But we're finding and we're learning that there could even be memory stored in the cell from even generationally. Talk, talk about why you see it in the office. Why do you think you see it in the office today, patient-wise? Well, more often than not, um, obviously we know there's a lot of um, sick people out there. Mm -hmm. um, one in two children um, have a chronic disease or disorder, um, so that alone um, says a lot. Um, but what we know here is that healing takes place, like we say, above, down, inside, out. And so it, it's not always just physiologically or physically, it's also emotionally and mentally. And so when a person has come a long way with their program and, and has been successful in so many ways, yet there's something that still lingers, it, it, it's very obvious to us, even if it's not obvious to the patient, that there's something there. Um, it's not allowing them to heal. It's get not allowing that. them to mm -hmm. heal completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there, there are hints along the way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I acquired this, um, this gastrointestinal issue when I was eight years old or when I was in junior high. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, sometimes we just have to plant the seeds to guide the patient. Rosie, how many times do we hear that? That's so true. How many times do we hear, we ask the question, so when did this start, especially mm -hmm. with gut issues? And what, um, the, it's amazing. It's like they know, uh, let's see, I was in uh, fourth grade, I was X years old, and it was in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. And, and, and at that point, the patient, for the most part, is, is pretty open. And we can ask, um, did you have a, a move or was there an accident? Did you have a loss of a loved one? Mm -hmm. And almost always Don't they can know. pinpoint what yeah. it was. A lot of times they'll say to us immediately, they'll go, no, no, um, I don't I don't know anything. And the next time we see them, where they say, hey, you know what? I was thinking. I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I, I remember what happened. And so very, very common for us here. Mm -hmm. And that's part of, now that memory stored in the brain, but that affects their ability then to really respond the way, mm -hmm. the way they really could. It's that memory. Um, but there's even new research that says that that can be passed down. In other words, um, we all know about DNA. So you get a little bit of DNA from mom and dad and boom, then that's you. But there's also what they call... Um, uh, mitochondrial DNA and it expresses itself and what they're saying is that this expression of mitochondrial DNA can actually be changed and that change then is passed down um, mm -hmm. even generationally I mean that's pretty crazy I know one of your um, passions Rosie is talking to mothers about where they're at right now, and we see their we see the results of their children being very ill, and we ask mm -hmm. the mom, what do we what do we find out when we ask moms those questions? We always ask them, how is their gut? Mm -hmm. How is their um, digestion? Um, and, and you know, it's funny because a lot of times they'll say, oh, it's fine, and it's really not, but it's because they've lived with it for so long that's mm -hmm. a normal for that's them. That's normal for them. It's yeah. normal for them. Mm -hmm. But if they really sit down to think about it it's not okay yeah. and it hasn't been for a really long time and it, at some point they do come to that realization 
right? Mm-hmm. And we know we know that for sure that the microbiome can actually be passed down. In other words, mom's microbiome is given to the yes. to the baby, and there, we've talked about this before how that can be really disrupted for lots of different reasons mm-hmm. you know, through natural childbirth or for c-section the difference between that bacterial exposure right. all of those things and as a result of that then the baby doesn't have the microbiome that they need to sort of survive and it started it started with mom you know you brought up something um about um in the old days haha the old days we would ask people how their digestion was and they would tell us um, it was bad. Now we say, how's your digestion? And they go, oh, it's normal. Because the, there's a new normal, right? There's yeah, a, new a new normal digestion, yeah. Like some of the things you see with mothers, what, what do you see primarily with their gut? Bloating, what, mm-hmm. um, what they call IBS. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, IBS is just um, a word that describes lack of a, a garden or a microbiome. Mm-hmm. You just wiped out. Why? Mm-hmm. Because stress or because of antibiotic use too much, um, or just mm-hmm. prescription meds. So many mm-hmm. things can, can wipe that out. And so, you know, you acquire this IBS that, you know, how do you take care of IBS? How do most people take care of IBS, Dr. Anderson? Um, well, I'll give you the long story long on that, but most people, they kind of just kind of put up with it for a while then that someone tells them oh maybe you should try some anti- uh, some uh, probiotics so they they try some and they go buy some really bad probiotics that don't really affect the gut that much so they try that and of course here's what they say to us <laughs> i tried that for a week like that's gonna work and so then that they don't do that and the next thing they know uh, they're going to the doctor and then they usually get prescribed some type of an anti-inflammatory medication prednisone one of those type of things when they're really really bad that's what we see happen to them um, unfortunately and, and I say this really respectfully but this is the long term of that so now they've been back to the doctor how many times 10 15 times yeah, at least quite yeah. a few quite yeah. a few times and so they go they get their um, first of all they start protein pump inhibitors they try celebrex then they go to a, then they on their own they try something and then by the fifth or sixth time they go to the doctor or more what does the doctor put them on rosie most of the time they, in their purse they got what in their purse they got some type of depression. medication depression uh, yeah depression medication. medication yeah or anxiety medication right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so now they're on some type of a protein pump inhibitor Celebrex or so, excuse me, not Celebrex, but some type of uh, antacid uh, medication. They're on an anti-inflammatory medication. They're on prednisone. And oh, by the way, this all must be in your head, mm-hmm. quote, which by the way, it is because of the gut-brain connection. Mm-hmm. They're depressed, they're tired, and so the doctor zones them out with something. You know, as you're talking, it brought me to this thought because we talked about how stress can affect the gut. Yes, of course, there's chemistry involved in it. But I had uh, a conversation with a very close friend of mine whose son is in his early 20s. He was in the hospital yesterday for severe um, gut issues. Um, He couldn't really explain what it was. He just knew it hurt. um, And there was also some blood. And so I became very concerned, but I talked her through it. And I said, you know, he was he was upset over the weekend over something that had happened. I go, we both know this very, very well, that when we're stressed or afraid or something, our gut responds. And we just know that from personal experience. I have a gut feeling. I have yeah. a gut feeling. And she said, you know what? Every year this time, he 
gets sick with something. Last year was his ankle. And this coming weekend is a big alumni tournament at his old alma mater in which his, I won't give away too much information, but there's a certain person that no one ever wants to let down at this mm. event. Mm. And so she put the pieces together. She goes, oh my gosh, he doesn't see it, but thank you for bringing me to this place where I can see it. He's, stre- he's, he's stressing, stressing out. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's thinking about it, and that gut feeling is starting to make an effect in his yes. gut. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a great example of what can happen, that mm-hmm. connection between the two, mm-hmm. uh, another piece of that whole thing. Is that memory in the cell? Um, well, even if it's memory in his brain, it's there, mm-hmm. and so it just triggers that whole response again. So how important memory is and the trigger of memories and those types of things. But again, even we know now that it could even be at the cellular level, and we see that see that a lot. So can you elaborate a little bit more on just, you, you mentioned generational mm-hmm. cellular memory. How would someone know? Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go two directions there with that. Um, I first learned this in a clinical setting. Um, I, I was working with some doctors, and uh, the idea behind it was, I wonder where this is coming from. Because we used to always ask the patient, did this happen from birth to five or five to 10 or 10 to 20? And then somebody just said, hey, have we ever asked the question, did it happen at conception? From conce- What happened in the womb? And then the next question is, I wonder if... There is this new science, there is this new thought process that it could be passed down generationally through the, through the DNA chain. And um, it's interesting when you really think about that because oftentimes the person will say, um, well, that man, that happened to my grandfather or my uncle. I found out about my uncle and it's just the same. And you're thinking, well, that's kind of interesting. Now, it could be environmental. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, I'll I'll make a funny joke here. All of my family on my mother's side is from Oklahoma, and they all have coronary artery disease. I wonder why. Because biscuits and gravy, <laughs> doggone it, are good, right? So that, I mean, that was like the staple. I grew up with that. I, uh, we didn't, you know, five days a week, that was on the table. So that's, that's environmentally. But at the same time, there can be this generation passed down, mm-hmm. even to the fourth and fifth generation. And uh, that, when you think about it, you that's a huge effort in health, and especially when we talk about gut-brain connection. We have to at least think that process through for those patients. Really important. Absolutely. So how, how can we help someone, or how can someone seek out a way to heal themselves from um, something that is harming them through cellular memory? Yeah. Well, there, there's lots of techniques that you can use. Um, I... I always want to be respectful of the spiritual thing for a person. We would never want to offend that in any way. So if that's part of what people do, we would encourage that and and want them to know how to do that. I have a couple of real simple techniques. The simplest one, Rosie, you've heard me talk about this before. It's called the yellow pad principle. So I just Mm -hmm. tell people to get a piece of paper, put a line down the center of it, and start writing down all the things that bother you you know, on mm-hmm. one side. And then on the other side, say these five things are the things I'm going to begin to work on. I need to work on those. And that's not a fun thing to do. You know, no. Because you know, who wants to write down their stuff? You know, but then you say, oh man, that issue I need to begin to do something with. And there's lots of things we can do. Mm-hmm. We have some techniques in the office that, mm-hmm. that we, we help people with. Um, and, and I'll just throw some ideas out there that, you know, there's, there's a, uh, 
emotional freedom techniques, tapping techniques, and I'm not saying they're the end all, but they are tools that people can use um, that would help them out. I'm not, a, again, a, a proponent of any one thing. Um, if anything, it's just to come to their attention, aha, that's what it is. By the way, just a real quick th on that, we never talk about the event, we talk about the feeling of the event, feelings buried alive. So it's not the event that happened to you, it's how you feel about that event. And here's, here's the interesting thing. Think about this. Something happened to you when you were 10 years old, and it was traumatic. Okay, and we, we can all speculate what that could or couldn't be. But it's not the event that gives them trouble. It's how they feel about it. So now you're 40 years old, and you're going, why, why do I feel like I'm 10 years old? Rosie, right? I mean, you see them. And they go, they're acting like they're 10. That's because that's the feeling mm -hmm. that they have as a result of that event that happened to them. So. Here, here's a simple thing that everyone can do. You go online and you search out a feelings sheet. Mm -hmm. And it, it may seem like, you know, a very simple thing. And, you know, why would I need a feeling sheet? I, I know what emotions are. Um, but sometimes we layer emotions and we have so many going on at one time. We don't, we can't even decipher anymore what it is I'm feeling. Am I angry? Am I sad? Am I whatever? And so you, you get this feeling sheet and you sit down for a moment if you're ready to go there and you say, okay, I'm, I'm angry. Well, why am I angry? Because this particular event happened. Well, why did that happen? And you kind of take it down a path mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you can get to the core. Mm -hmm. And that really can start you on a path of healing. Our little joke, you have an aha moment. Aha. <laughs> yeah, aha. <laughs> we said aha. Yeah, aha. You have an aha moment. That's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, there's another, just one more quick piece on that is um, is. There, there is a, a lot of uh, different ways you can approach it, but one of them is the seven deadly fears, I call them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll just give you two of them. I'll keep everybody uh, guessing. I wonder what they are. I wonder what all. But two of the seven, am I good enough? And have I broken somebody's rules? There's two that are big ones right there. Yeah, you know, um, people have that, man, you know, am I good enough? Or if I've broken somebody's, if I've broken some rule, then, you know, I'm not going to be a good enough person. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. We we ask that question, the seven deadly fears, and that's probably the first one I ask. And uh, it's interesting how people look at you and they shake their head and they go, yep, and that's where they it's coming from. They can identify, for with, sure. Um, so those emotions uh, play toll. <clears throat> now, listen, I, I do want to say this. You can go... Uh, go to Dr. Google and look up cellular memory. You can get all kinds of stuff on there. Well, we haven't actually done the the research and to know what gene expression, the the actual uh, enzyme that actually creates that to happen. They're they're looking at it very closely. But from a clinical standpoint, there's absolutely no question that memory can be stored cellularly and it can come up. No mm -hmm. question about it. Fascially in the fascia. All of those types of things, pretty, pretty incredible. No question yeah, about it. Absolutely, yes. So, anything else, Rosie, about it? Um, there's a great book we recently posted about it on Instagram, "Feelings Buried Alive Never Die" by mm -hmm. Carol K. Truman. It is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, how the emotion um, repressed can manifest into illness physical, in the body. Physical, yeah. Mm -hmm. stuff. A couple things about that. I, I want everybody to be real clear about that. Do I follow? Carol's whole spiritual thing all the way through? Probably not, but she's right on there. I've met her probably seven or eight times um, 
back in the day when when I was lecturing, I met her several times, and she she you know you have right shoulder pain. Uh, does your kidney bother you? Uh, have you ever had X? And you're going, are you kidding me? How did she know that? She mm-hmm. she's pretty right on in in putting those things together. Yeah. So no question about it. great book. Yeah, mm-hmm. feelings better live never die. You know, anyone out there struggling with any health issues, gastrointestinal issues, whatever the case may be, we always encourage you to, you know, seek out what it is that um, may help you. But also, you know, if you feel so inclined to, you know, take some time to really get in touch or in tune with your emotions mm-hmm. and what may go, be going on around you. And remember that you're, we're only in control of two things in life, and that's our attitude and our activity. We do have the power to change what is not working for us in our world. So always remember that you you're in control of yourself. I don't at like all that. Times. I, I, I want to blame somebody else. Over. I don't, I don't want to be <laughs> bothered with me. that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah, I blame Rosie for everything. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So no, but you're so you're so right about that. It's mm-hmm. so true. You know, a real real uh, uh, just a qualifier here. Of this we're not. I'm not a clinical psychologist or a psychiatrist. I'm not. We're talking. Uh, 40 years of clinical experience are you kidding me there is no question that the brain and the cellular memory play a role mm-hmm. in people's health it's just just the way it is Absolutely. and if we're not addressing that we're not really um man I, we're really not helping people to the core of how how they need to be mm-hmm. helped so uh, mm-hmm. good stuff anyway i think that the bottom line of everything we know it we know that that emotion play is really, really important. We're here to help everybody. Do we have all of those answers? No, we don't. But we, we are really here to help you, to answer those questions, obviously to help the gut um, work properly, which then affects the brain. But mm-hmm. this whole brain back to the gut is really important. Rosie? Is, um, again, if there's anyone out there who's listening and is struggling with their health or has any questions, we are here to help. You can direct message us on Instagram. You can give us a call. Our information's there. Um, We're here to help in any way we can, provide any information, point in the right direction, whatever we can do to help. to help out. That's Mm -hmm. that's really important. I always make the joke, you can call call Rosie anytime. (laughs) 24-7. She doesn't sleep. She doesn't have to. So anyway, so really just thank you, Rosie. Great stuff. Uh, I'll let you finish up with... uh, Thank you, Dr. Anderson. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share with your family and friends. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Health starts from above, down, inside, out. Thanks for stopping by.